Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. <laughs> Welcome to the PP1 podcast. I can't believe it's been a week as far as this show goes. It's been at least six minutes since I've seen you, but that's okay. <laughs> It's it's been a long podcast. I mean, it's a, it's, it's just a quick six minutes, but it's a pretty long pee. It was it it was a very long pee, but I'm refreshed. I feel great. I'm also beyond tired, but that's okay. When when you podcast, you go through thick and thin. You go through that mud. You go under that razor wire. You make sure that that you can, you know, podcast something like that. This is a PP one podcast. We've been talking about podcasts a lot. We're on the Dean Blundell Network. In case you uh, didn't know. We had uh, the Jim Houston episode was last week. That was great. That was a lot of fun. In fact, oh, man. Uh, I can to, tell the story. Thanks to Jordan Bowman and Wyatt for uh, giving us a shout out on their show. Um, do appreciate the love that that they were giving up to their followers. So maybe you know check out their their trust the process show. I hear it's it's doing okay. I hear it's gaining big traction in Siberia. So good for them. We're we're focusing on Taiwan. So that's fine. It's fine. We're going to do a multiverse episode. We are also, I should probably say, we're brought to you in concert with Move Health and Wellness. We'll get into them a little bit later. Probably shorter episode this week because we, we want to get into hot and heavy on this. We're going to chat about Manscaped as well. So we're getting back into the multiverse. This is episode two of three. We're going to get into what happens if Dan Kluge makes the save on Nick Lidstrom instead of the absolute beach ball that has been memed for eternity, one would believe, right? Like forever, right? Yeah, I mean, there was no time stone helping him there. No. So no. there poor are there fella. Are, Yeah, poor Dan, poor, poor Dan. I don't know how much that actually hurt his trade value in the whole run of things, but I did. Yeah, we really were like one quality goaltender or one save away from just like wrapping that thing up, you know? It felt like it was close. And it's funny when you think back, like the Sedines still were only a few years removed from being drafted, right? There you yeah, go. Sorry about that. Just getting some hey, ice there. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes you got to just live in reality. Just got to run with roll the punches. If he makes that save, I do believe a lot of things change. Because first of all, they're up 2-0 in that series. The game was 1-1, right? The Canucks were probably, you know, they're definitely hitting out of their league for sure. That was a, a Red Wings team that was oh, to yeah. say they were stacked was probably an understatement. They, they scored that goal. Lidstrom keeps like he goes on to 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 to, to stack Norris's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that that Red Wings team continues to roll. There's Hall of Famers built off of it. It was like literally the exact opposite. Like that. I mean, and we're just talking about about Jim Houston. Uh, 
and you know great night for an exorcism right that mm -hmm. call on 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 the the burrows goal which isn't actually the call i remember i remember the shorthouse version of that same call um but i mean that that's what happens right the canucks slayed the dragon versus the chicago blackhawks uh to make their role to the stanley cup finals and if they don't get out of that game and they don't score that burrows goal then none of that yeah none of that epic epic run happens so that very well could have been the moment and it's not as impactful as a goal, but that save makes that save casually kicks it off into the corner. They go back up and score something could have been a very different story. Well, again, cause they're up two Oh in that series. It's tied going into the third period, I think in that one. Yeah. And you're right. He kicks it to the corner. They're riding high. I mean, not everybody rolls four wheels up at that point. Pretty much. So you've got a team that has already had a pretty impressive first two games you go in, maybe they don't win that series. Now, I don't have the Canucks necessarily winning that series. We can argue that maybe they upset the Red Wings. That being said, Steve Eiserman was playing on essentially a broken leg and was coming off a phenomenal Salt Lake City where the Olympics, if well, we he made remember. A bigger Mike Medano look like a fool. Oh, it just absolute, absolute amazingness. That was that was still probably one of my more fun memories is watching of watching hockey, like the through the legs pass the Lemieux. Was it Lemieux again? I think where it goes through the legs and kind of taps that in. Like he didn't do anything, but it looked amazing. So coming off the Olympics, doing amazing things. The Red Wings are rolling. So Dan Cloutier makes a save. So let's just live it out. Let's say the Canucks don't win. Maybe they don't win that series, even if they do whatever, right? They, they, they're building confidence. So they now know, okay, we lost to the Red Wings, but we've got something going. I think we can build on this. Obviously, 03 was a really impressive year. West Coast Express, you know, is the talk of the town. Everything's going on. Naslin, Bertuzzi, and Morrison are absolutely killing it. The Sedins are starting to come into their own. We've got a, a defense that's doing quite well. We've got, you know, the Ed Jovanovskis. We've got Dan Kluche at that point that lost, but not in the, the embarrassing fashion where you know, he becomes a meme. It's just, hey, we lost that one. I think this is the next step where we actually climb that mountain. So now they go into the next time. Todd Bertuzzi maybe keeps his mouth shut. Maybe they, they still go through St. Louis, but, you know, they're having a better year. So they go play Minnesota and they beat them in, in five. Now you've got a Ducks team. And I think we brought this up on the last time we did this. They, they probably... If they're rolling, I mean, Jaguar was easily the better goaltender out of the two of them. But if you've got a West Coast Express that gets to the third round, once you get into that third round, that's where the danger happens, right? Like, that's where you find out if teams really have what it takes to get to that final step. Yeah, I think that was, like, the problem with that roster, right? Like, we really never got to see. We knew we we knew that what a guy like Jovanovski could do mm -hmm. in, in, a, in a Stanley Cup final or the later rounds of the NHL playoffs because of what he did in Florida, right? Um, but that was, that was a young, that was a young Eddie. So we got Eddie in his prime and we didn't get to see the whole, the whole, you know, the whole thing of what he was going to accomplish. And, and I feel like, I feel like it would have been different had, you know, Nazi ever got over the hump and to see a guy like Bertuzzi roll into the finals and what a guy like that could do physically, just lean on players over and over and over again. I don't know how you could do anything, how menacing a guy, like uh like a matt cook would be mm -hmm. in, in a final like yep. that right i mean 
your Rafi Torres type player. Yeah, like really. I mean, he would have played that role. And 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 you think about the things that that Lucic did for Boston, and I think the same thing would have been possible for a guy like Bertuzzi, right? And you think about the things that that uh, you know a Patrice Bergeron did for for Boston, and I feel like that would have been very similar to what Naslin would have been able to accomplish. Just been so menacing like that offensively on that team. Um, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't to be because they couldn't get by the wings. Right. So, I mean, there was just so much potential there and it's fun to think about how that might've gone. So do you see a guy like Ed Jovanovsky maybe being a bigger piece if they get past that second round in 03 against Minnesota? And now, I mean, Bertuzzi and like the West coast express, like I said, it was, it was the talk of the NHL. They were getting everything done. Todd was just bullying his way to the net just basically tap, 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 Rue, but just made it look so silky. Naslin had that wicked release from the face-off, right? You know, the the opposite Joe Sackick shot. And then, yeah, maybe you have a, a Ed Jovanovski that actually steps up. At that point, again, he's a year removed from that amazing Olympic team, and now he's starting to show that leadership. He's starting, and and the talent that goes with that, obviously. What is yeah, that I think, I, I just Ducks, think... Too. Yeah, I think I think that he was the guy. I think it was very possible that had they got that far that he could have been the MVP, right? I mean, he was that mm-hmm. good. I think people forget how good he was. So there's probably a scenario where where because it's not always it's not always the obvious choice that wins the MVP. I mean, you have your you have your Claude Lemieux and you have your, you know, Matthew Barnaby's who are just so menacing, right? And I think that I think that could have been him, but he would have been the one guy with with the talent to take it home, but also had the pedigree and experience to know what has to happen during the playoffs and to just drag them into the final. Right. So I think that had he got that far, he probably just wouldn't have let it, let it escape. But I mean, when you're going through early rounds like that and you're playing a powerhouse team, you never think about it. You're just trying to get out of that round to get to the next round. Right. So they had, if I'm not mistaken, the ducks had Solani and Korea still, right. Uh, I just, yeah, I I just, I can't remember, but I, yeah, I think. So, I mean, yeah, because you would have had, and that's the year that Korea gets knocked out by Scotty. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then scores that goal, but like, shouldn't have even been playing. Yeah, exactly. Which was amazing in itself. So I guess how, if you were looking at it, I mean, I kind of wrote, you know, wrote up kind of a bit of a script, but you're looking at this. What do you think happens? Like, what what happens to the Canucks? Do they actually, I guess, A, do they get past Anaheim? If they do, what happens against New Jersey? Or do they even get past Anaheim? Again, we're, we're going on the assumption that they've learned a lesson. They're, they've been building. They lose to Colorado in 01. They lose to Detroit in 2002. Pretty big lessons. Now they're finally climbing that mountain. Dan Kluge doesn't let in that awful goal. And now they're, you know, they they were a, a pretty good team. It's just again mentally, I think they were shook. So then, what do you think happens? I, I mean, I think I think I think like I think with all of the the the, and I think that's the one thing about this this era of the Vancouver Canucks that's different than the other main eras that everybody's remember. Everybody remembers what happened in '94, right? The older generation remembers, you know, what Money happened wasn't in the- on that team. Yeah, the older generation remembers what happened in the '80s. The characters that were there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the this 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 the meals, the um, the Broders, right? The the Snaps, all those guys, right? Um, and everybody everybody remembers what happened with the Twins era when they went 
on the cup run. And everybody remembers those teams. What's the other team that everybody remembers from this, from the Canucks? Yep. It's the, it's the West coast express team, right? It's the one yep. team. It's the one team out of all those Vancouver Canucks teams that everybody remembers that didn't, didn't cruise to the final. Right. And so I think yep. that had they managed to get through, you know, the one litmus test in Detroit, I think they would have rolled through. I think that's just, and not because they were the better team. And I, I and I, and I think Anaheim, you know, Anaheim was, was able to, to put it together, but I think they were probably able to just roll through because that's the way that Canucks teams that get through did it, right? That the outlier was the Twins era, right? I mean, they weren't supposed to, they weren't supposed to lose. They were the favorites. All these other teams were sort of outliers. And I think that it's, it's possible that the Canucks could have played that underdog role and then just rolled through and had that lore that everybody else had. It was the only team that's missing that cup run. So it's very, like, it's very clear to me that that's how it could have gone. Interesting. So they they play kind of the same the same tune as the teams that basically did, you know, they beat or they make the pad stack on on uh was Reichel, right? Yeah, and the, then Cluche the goes stack. down in in forever lore as as all-time favorite goaltenders that ever played for this franchise. There's still a ton of people that love Dan Cluche. Oh, there are all these tons of his jerseys, remember? Yeah, for all this time. I mean, like that's people would come into you know 10 years after. Dan played there. People would still come in and get clue changers, which, which blows my mind. But I mean, he was such a, I mean, he was a, he was a cool, charismatic guy. I mean, you love the fact that he would throw his stick aside and just beat the shit out of somebody. Those are I good mean, times. you loved all of the things about Dan. You just wish that he was more consistent in his wins. Right. I mean, he, he was a winning goaltender and he had some great records while he was in Vancouver, but he just could never really put it all together. Right. And I remember when they made the trade for him, I thought it was phenomenal. I was like, this is an up and coming guy. This is a prospect. This is a dupe we're going to build around. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't, it never fully materialized. And even though it didn't, he's, he's, he's still considered somewhat of a fan favorite, which is, which is crazy. Right. And I mean, they bring him back even after to, you know, raise the next group of goaltenders, which didn't last too, too long, but yeah, he could uh, make that decision. Right. I mean, yeah. you got to have a special feeling somewhere, whether good or bad. He could have, he could have ended up on the, on the ring of honor next to Lonnie Bohannis. And we're going to make that. I've been looking. I've spent since he brought that up. I've been looking. He's he is working. Uh, what did I see? He's out in Ontario somewhere, and I've just been scouring. I might have to. It's probably like real estate or something like that. Like all those something guys like are. that. Yeah. So I got. I might have to pull some strings and see if there's people that can get me in the know with him. But we have to have Lonnie Bahanas on the show. I think it's it is inevitable. He will be a guest that we get in, and I don't really know what to expect with that. If if that does happen. But I think based on really what I think we probably just missed out on realistically. I mean, yeah, what could have been right? You know, one, one, we're one instance away from all of that changing. Exactly. That was, that was a pretty interesting episode. I think there is a lot to, we could probably just revisit that. And I think there'd still be a lot to, to unfold in that. So again, the Canucks, they get past, they get past that save and oh three. So again, sorry, I'm just going to bring this up just so we can move things along. What what happens in 03? Do they they beat Minnesota? So do they get past Anaheim? How do you see that going? You think if they get past Minnesota, they probably will. Yeah, man. I think I think that's the thing, right? I think that if they get past Detroit, not not Minnesota, okay. I think they get past Detroit. Like you know, it's lesson learned from that point, right? Like I think. I think we were all on the edge of receipts. And even though in 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 the Sedin era cup run, we were looking at the, the 
we were looking at that Chicago game thinking to ourselves, like, we're supposed to win this game. We are not the favorites in this game, right? Like, I'm scared shitless. We've just, they've done it to us so many times. Good God, if we can just get over this hump, who knows what can happen? And I think this is what should have happened in the Detroit win or loss rather, but in this case, it's the win. So they managed to get by Detroit and I think they cruise all the way to the cup final. In 02. Yeah. It's, 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 it's that, it's that, it's that team's destiny, right? Like it has to be, we're so far removed from it. That's the only thing we can think. I like that. That's great. So they, they roll in 02. I'm assuming they probably go conference finals then in 03, right? I mean, if you're if you're rolling all the way in 02, you're probably going to still be living off that. There's probably they're going to add to try to repeat. I would assume. Yeah, you have to. I think I think at this point you're the dominant force. You don't lose games to Minnesota down the road, right? I mean, there's no exactly. there's no Bert lost his scoring touch, right? I mean, he's on fire at this point. He's just wheels up all the way. Yeah, they get him for Gatorade and probably a beer commercial as well. So he's 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 on both sides of the ledger. So, yeah, I mean, he's he's continuing to show up on like you know, like NYPD blue and then stuff like that is like a cop and making these little acting chops things like he did. Like he just continues to get those roles ready. He was supposed to be, he's, he's the next Jeremy Roenick after this, right? He's, I mean, he's not the most personable guy, but I get it. That's but he I becomes think. personable because he's a winner at this point. That's okay. That's, that's a good take. That's a good road we could go on. So they go deep. Obviously their, their draft pick changes in two. And that's where I think this is where it gets really interesting where the rubber hits the road. We know who they take in 03. Yeah, big rubber road hitter. Yes. Big, big. That's something people do. I think that's something people do. We know, we all remember who they took in 03, Ryan Kessler. We also remember that was probably one of, it's argued because there were a few pretty good ones, but arguably the greatest draft, NHL draft of all time. Right? So, I mean, Kessler ended up being a pretty good player. That being said, the Canucks go deeper. They realize, hey, we don't need that late round draft pick. Let's trade down, maybe even to the end of the first round, or we get multiple picks in the second round. There's a few decent players that are available in the second round. And because this is our show, and we can do whatever the heck we want. And because I'm a dreamer. Hey, dreamers, dream. Just close your eyes for a second. Just dream it. This is going to be amazing. We all know where I'm going with this. So they go to the end of the first round and they take Corey Perry. This is the 2003 NHL entry draft. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, this was a big draft. We're talking about like, it's uh, obviously Mark Andre Fleury, right. And Eric Stahl, Nathan Horton, um, Mm -hmm. Jared Vanek, right. I mean, there's a guy from a Canuck, right. Um, you know, other huge notables. We're looking at guys like, uh, Ryan Sutter, another former Canuck, Steve Bernier, uh, NHL champion, you know, Dion Phaneuf. Carter. Brent Seabrook, right? I mean, Dustin Brown, Brian Getzlaff. I mean, Steve there was Bernie. <laughs> yes, and Steve Bernie. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple of guys didn't pop in this in this draft, but it was very, very few, right? I think it was like Sean Bell and I think Hugh Jessiman might have been the other guy. Do you remember Hugh Jessiman? Huge Hugh. I know. Yeah, he's drafted by the Rangers. I'm not even sure he may have gotten a game, but he was like the one guy that didn't get a game, right? I for the longest time. He may have gotten a game. Might have to look that up. But basically, every person, every player in that first round played. Two games played. Many of them were impactful, right? I mean, what's funny about this is the Canucks could have won this whole thing, picked 30th overall the very next year, and it's very likely that they still could have drafted Ryan Kessler. I know you have Corey Perry on that list. I think it's a great pick. It's probably a better pick. I mean, the guy has the better career, I think, when all said and done. 
But say Perry goes early. Sure. And the Canucks don't pick until 30th. It's possible they could have got Ryan Kessler. I know that when they took them, it was considered somewhat of a reach, right? Who knows? They go grasp that stud defensive center who anchors your, you know, second line for the next five, six years or over a span. Or maybe you they don't have to take that at 23. You trade away that pick because you're so deep and you go and get multiple seconds, right? Now all of a sudden who's available? Yeah. So you know, you know who's available in the second round who they probably should have taken if they got no, they should have went. Oh. Here's the thing, right? The the real kicker about this whole thing, right? Because I love it. It's so current. Tell they trade. Story. So I love this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right on with this. They go Tell ahead and they story. trade. They trade the the first round pick, is that we said to go up and get multiple That's right. seconds. That's yeah, right. So they they go and select Louis Erickson in the second round. Oh fuck. And he goes on and has a great career. I mean, he's, thing he's, is, he's a good Canuck for like six, seven years before they let him go somewhere else. And he ends up in Boston. He's some other team's turd for a four-year span. That's what happens. They draft, <laughs> they draft Louis Erickson. I'm going to say it right here. Alternate universe, they win the cup the year before the next year. And they walk in and they take Louis Erickson for their first pick in the second round. And then maybe they don't yeah. take the stud defensive center in Ryan Kessler. Maybe they go and get Patrice Bergeron. Who knows? There's another guy in there that I was really hoping you'd say, just because that's where my heart lies. There is another gentleman that did not get drafted in the first round, which still angers me to this day. Hall of Famer, multiple Olympic gold medals, Kelowna Rocket. Now he just, you know, coaches his kids in Kelowna. Shea Weber. How he fell to the second round is beyond me. Watching day one on TSN, and you're thinking, like, do you, because we saw Dion Phaneuf a fair amount, like with because he was with Red Deer, right? We saw him a fair amount, and we knew what was in. We saw the World Juniors. We saw, you know, Shea and and the double Dion here. We saw some good things off that team, and yet we all knew that there was one of those guys was easily the better defenseman. That he goes to Nashville. And maybe I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I, I think still think when so. You're, when you were watching the World Juniors, though, and when you were watching, uh, when when you were watching Fanuf play at that level, like he I was, was still a Weber up. guy. He, I mean, I, I know I, that's a Homer I, thing. I love Shea Weber too, but come on, like Dion Fanuf was like straight up dominant. That might have been the best defensive pairing in World Canadian World Junior history. Having Dion Fanuf sit on that line. And, and having a guy like, I think it was like Mark Stahl was playing. Like those guys were just, they were erasers. Yeah. You couldn't do anything against them. I think. So I know that I know that Weber was great. Very obviously great. But yeah. I mean, Phaneuf was like the. He wasn't player. as flashy, I think. And that was maybe, I don't know. Like he he definitely wasn't, like the sex appeal wasn't there, right? Like there wasn't the the panache, the, you know, the the glitz and the glamour. Because he, he's not that kind of guy. But he. He played such an effective game and, I mean, had an absolute rocket of a slap shot, like a heavy slap shot. And I think it was more, he was more of a, I, I guess, like, you want to call him like a stud defenseman, whereas Dion Phaneuf, I think, had a lot more of the offensive, like he'd jump up in the play, that kind of thing. Like, there was, there was more of that flash to him. And I think, yeah, that's where he definitely went higher, and I know he was rated higher on that, but... I, I don't know. I, and again, I think because living here, you know, we definitely have more of a bias towards the guys that play here, and rightfully so. There's been some pretty decent players that have come through Kelowna to, you know, win Stanley Cups, you know, gold medals, this, that, and the other. Hall, lots of, you know, there's some Hall of Famers in there. 
I, I don't know if Shea Weber was just on the bias thing. I, I try not to lean that way just because when he was here, we knew what we had. And when that draft came and I just, I kept shaking my head. I thought, how the heck does a guy like him? Cause realistically, how does he fall to the second round? Like that whole Shea first Weber round wasn't, it wasn't that it was dominant, but there are some holes in it too. Is Shea Weber a hall of famer? I think so. I mean, he's got pretty much everything but a Stanley Cup. And he's, he's been a, there. 1,038 points, or 1,038 games, 589 points, 224 goals, which is pretty damn impressive, especially for a defenseman. I don't know if they're actually inc- including these like old Sycamuse Eagles and Kelowna Rocket stats when I read these numbers off of Wikipedia. Mm. Um, so maybe I should start there when I'm looking at you know stats. If, if I'm, I'm on Hockey DB, so... Yeah, I mean, but he's got he's got two Canadian World Junior or, or World Junior Championships. He's got mm-hmm. uh, two World Championships. He's got two Olympic medals, and he's got a um, yeah another championship in 2016 for Canada. So like, that's just like that's ridiculous, right? I mean, he's North. got 20, 20, 26 points in 33 games playing in, in in Olympic and World Championships. Like, that's a that's a heck of a player. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's like a first ballot. He probably is considering it how they view the Hall of Fame, but I don't know. I I do think he's a Hall of Famer. I think it's I think it's tough to say that he isn't. Now there's probably plenty of people that where the heck am I looking? I'm trying to I missed my boat. Here we go. I I find it tough to say that he isn't a Hall of Famer. His his whole body of work is just Oh, he doesn't pretty, have a, It's pretty impressive. He doesn't have a Norris trophy. I thought he did. No, no Norris. No kidding. Okay. That that's interesting because that's a major trophy. Yeah, but in this world, he's probably a Canuck, right? Which is that's true. Great. That's true. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me about that. So he probably obviously wins. Uh so I think that's interesting because the Bergeron one, I had that in there too. If they don't go on, I mean, Patrice Bergeron, he's had an okay career so far. It's arguable, you know? <laughs> There's, there, I mean, there is a surefire Hall of Famer, right? I yeah. Mean, One of the greatest defensive forwards of all time. Stanley Cup, you know, Selkie, name it. He, again, he was on, again, the that World Junior team, right? I mean, you don't want to hang your hat on a World Juniors unless your name is Erica Branson, but... I he yeah he's a Hall of Famer, and you don't have to like the team he plays for, but you respect the heck out of his game. So imagine he's if he's like a exactly. thousand points already too, like just ridiculous. So what what happens to Bergeron? Like does so we know the the Ryan Kessler tree. So they they move on, they trade that pick, and they go and they get as you said Louis Erickson, which I think is super interesting, and maybe that does pan out because he did have a pretty decent. He had an early career that was pretty impressive i mean he's a 30 goal scorer the guy was getting it done another swede maybe he catches fire with the sedines maybe that changes maybe alex burrows doesn't happen in that that universe yeah louis was like louis was great like early on him he was winning me pools right i mean where back in the day i think it was like second third year in the league he's so yeah 2008 2009 like 63 points 71 points 73 points 71 points like there was a four-year span 
where he was exactly what Brad May said he was, a ridiculously yeah. high-end player yeah. that could do it all in the offensive zone and didn't give up Jack defensively. He was little things back then, except he had an offense to his game. <laughs> I like that you brought that up. It just it's, It'll never die. Never. So, yeah, so you have Lou Erickson, and you go and you get Patrice Bergeron. So now we don't have – now we've got a Canadian. We don't have that American – Ryan Kessler and the storyline that goes with that. Like, how does the Bergeron? I mean, that that because that kind of carries through, right? Where do, where does Bergeron fit in all this? Then, God, could you imagine a, an NHL roster with with the Twins? That and, also because they were on that team, so it's not like there's a universe where like, oh, they played so well, they couldn't draft the Twins. Like, no, the Twins yeah, were on there. that team. Yeah, they're yeah. there. They get their hands on. You know, we'll say a, we'll say a Shea Weber. I think it's I think it's funny to say that it's Bergeron. Maybe maybe it's Louis Erickson. We'll say that they go and get their hands on Patrice Bergeron. Could you imagine a, a combination where I mean maybe Henrik doesn't become a captain at this point because it's Patrice. Ooh. And you know but, what? I mean, You're we right, could though. have we could have Canada playing Sweden in an Olympic final with Patrice versus Henrik. Like it would be hilarious, right? I mean, there is some crazy potential for what could have been for sure. And that's all dating back to that Kluche save. No kidding. It's it is crazy to think, though, that that one play, and there's a few of those, but we're focusing on this one, that that one save, I mean, we could go back to 94. What if the kick save doesn't happen? What if Luongo doesn't make the save on Patrick Sharp and they actually lose and they get reverse swept? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that that was such a ridiculous save. Like on, I, I remember watching that moment Lou sliding across cross to get the blocker on it, thinking like it's over. It's over. We're it's done. over. Yeah. Because it. it was on a power play too. They get a power play in overtime, and because we're we're punished Canucks fans, that's what <laughs> happened. Right? So it Yeah, I mean, there's probably a scenario where they roll to the final after they beat Detroit and they don't win because that's how all the, all the other ones went, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I I think that one save. That that one save definitely changes everything. It's it is interesting. But this, this is the alternate universe, though. So they win. Exactly, they win. We we get because we get to we get to decide all these things. Two things: uh, move health and wellness. They are definitely partnered with PP One Podcast. I was just there this week. My wife was there last week to see Doctor John and Kaylee. It was a rough week. I went. I think the day after that. I uh, don't know how I tweaked my back, but I did. It was not not fun whatsoever. I was definitely sore for the next three days afterwards because Kaylee does her job very well. I also went this week because I still had an appointment booked. They're no joke over there at Move Health and Wellness. They've got three locations in British Columbia, and I would bet that they want to put another one somewhere in BC because they got a good thing going there. Two in Surrey and South Surrey. We've got the one that we talk about all the time in Kelowna with uh, Dr. John, our, our resident chiropractor friend, always doing some big things. Very talented hockey player as well. Decent mustache. I think outplays mine. And I mean, yours is pretty nice. Uh, Kaylee Mine's over. Fair weather. It doesn't actually count. It, it it works. You Every time you grow, it looks amazing. Kaylee on over at the massage therapy. Again, they're they're getting you fixed. They also have uh, counseling in, in Kelowna. So maybe it's just not physical health, but it is your mental health. And that's equally important. Out in Surrey and South Surrey, you've got kinesiology, you've got uh, chiropractic, you've got uh, physiotherapy, amongst other things, I think cryotherapy they've got as well. 
they kind of they're they got a good collection of, of of services available to you direct billing you can go with the jane app online and figure out where you need to book your stuff everything's available to you it's super easy to use if you're online if you're going out to the one in walmart in Kelowna here the jack nathan medical center don't worry about parking you're not downtown don't worry about it you're not gonna have to worry about finding that one spot especially if it's a wednesday downtown and it's impossible to find a parking spot don't worry about it go to walmart you can park there's you know there's like 500 parking spots don't worry about it park wherever the heck you want you go in there they get you taken care of they get you fixed created plan so that you don't screw up like i did they create a plan so they get you back into what you believe personally is your peak physical shape uh they even maybe give you some pointers on uh, what not to do maybe you're you know playing baseball when you shouldn't be if you've got hamstrings that are wrecked and maybe people are trying to tell you the truth and you just don't want to hear it sometimes sometimes that happens go to move health and wellness they sponsor our show and it's a great partnership though because i'm thrilled i now have a place and i know you do as well to get massage therapy to get a chiropractor they're they're tough to find especially booking any one of these uh practitioners they're beyond busy so if you actually have a place you can go and again, they do fill up, but if you can get to a place like that and build a rapport and you've got somewhere they know your medical history, they know, you know, what you've maybe screwed up in the past, they're there to help you figure it out so they can say, remember when you did this last time? This is probably what you should be doing. And you start thinking about it and you get better. So Move Health and Wellness, three locations in British Columbia. I'm going to petition for a fourth one. I think they deserve it. They're, they're good enough. Go check them out. One more thing, Manscaped, go to manscaped.com. We talked about it on uh, our fantasy football show tonight. That helps no one. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with promo code BBHV20. You're going to have to watch the fantasy football show to understand that one. But you go over to Manscaped, go check them out. They've got the Weed Whacker. They've got the Lawn Trimmer 4.0. It gets you. gets you shaved abs. You don't have to grow real ones. You can just you can just have shaved six pack if you want. My kids think it's hilarious. It's it's a real go getter at the beach. I'm not gonna lie. People <laughs> look, they point, but for good. I'm assuming for good reasons, right? It has yeah, to. They, be. You're, yeah, you're owning it. So sometimes maybe it's it's you know we're, we're so focused on on Manscaped's main reasons. Sometimes maybe you got a lot of extra hair everywhere else. I know I do. I make sure that it works. Manscaped.com. Free shipping, 20% off, promo code BBHV. Go over there, get it done. Move Health and Wellness, check them out as well. Ted, we kind of have a quick one this week. There's clearly nothing going on. JT Miller, nothing's happened. The Canucks are slowly making their way back to Vancouver. JT Miller's going to stay with the Canucks. He's going to sign it's gonna happen. Deal. Yeah, It's just taken forever. It's going to happen now. And they're going to get him on the cheap too, and we're going to be just shocked about it, I think. I don't know. I don't know. It's the Canucks. Nothing's going to surprise me anymore. I'm just happy. Yeah, we're like we're like that. Uh, we're like that couple. They've been in a relationship for a lot of years, and then she just keeps thinking he's going to propose, and he doesn't. All these special <laughs> events, right? They're in Paris in front of like the Eiffel Tower. Doesn't do it. They're at uh, you know, they're at Niagara Falls. There's nobody around. He gets down to bend on his knee. Thinks it's going to happen. Oh, he's actually just tying his shoe. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until. We're outside of Sonic Burger Joint when you're not expecting it. That's what's going to happen if we're going to see something happen 
with JT Miller because and he opens up like a mayonnaise on. packet for his fries and it shoots yeah. all over his shirt and like oh yeah. I'm so sorry oh by the way that's where we're, that's where we're at with this yeah wow that's a that's a deep dive that's a reach that's a that's a yeah we're comparing that's, that's how it happened though. that's how weird this whole situation is I love it that's that's probably the best best deep dive for the JT Miller saga that I've seen <laughs> it's the most real nowhere else will you get deep dives like that so um, I think we're good, man. It's it's been a fun week. Like I said, there's nothing going on for Canucks. It's end of the summer. I can't believe it. Next, it's already September. So kids go back to school next week. Life continues. You don't get to play any sports anytime soon. So I do feel bad for you. I'll be playing sports next week, ish. I don't know. I'll come watch. I'll come watch a game. That'd be kind of fun. I'd appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, and on either team would be a lot of fun. This is uh, the People One Podcast. This is Canucks Multiverse Part 2, Kluche and the Beach Ball. That doesn't happen. Dean Blundell Network, Move Health and Wellness, Manscaped.com. We already told you about that. With my good friend Ted, I'm Ryan. Peace out. Hey guys, it's Dean Blundell here. Check out my show Monday through Friday at DeanBlundell.com. We stream live daily at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, I'm joined by Lachlan Crost and a collection of guests to discuss tough topics mainstream media doesn't want to touch. And if you can't join us live, just download the podcast on your time. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and at DeanBlundell.com. Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of That Nerd Dad podcast. Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stone teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca.